Every year in April, we get told what the exam is going to have in it. It's a little bit of a guessing game, but this is going to go over what you need to know to answer successfully the level one exam on demonstrate understanding of features of a drama or theater form. Now, you need to be able to respond with written paragraphs and illustrations. So you're going to be able to need to sketch and draw diagrams. Please remember when you sketch, do it in pen. Anything in pencil is not gonna be marked and make sure it's clear. Do little annotations and little arrows and comments next to it so that the examiner knows exactly what you mean. Now your diagrams or your sketches are not gonna be assessed on your artistic merit. They're not gonna say, oh my God, that person can only draw stick figures, it's a fail. You are being marked on the quality of the information in there. So make sure you annotate them with specific detail. It's the most important thing and you have to explain your answers, okay? So what have we been told this year? You need to be able to name a drama or theater form that you're going to talk about. So for you guys, that is children's theater. And now you need to be able to make insightful comments about the features of the theater form and the social context, so why we do these things. So you need to be able to think about the following features. You need to be able to talk about the performance space. So for children's theatre, that's smaller, that's intimate. Why? Why is that the case? You need to think about why the audience is so close to the action. And you need to talk about how we break that fourth wall and we have all that audience interaction and direct address. You need to be able to talk about the acting style. So the over-the-top nature, the demonstrative nature, the use of the suddenlies, the very, very clear acting, the fact that it's very black and white, it's either good or bad, there's nothing in between. Why do we do that? Because it's simple for the kids. They need to understand it. Because remember, children's theatre is essentially didactic. So it has to teach them something. And then you need to be able to talk about the themes or the ideas in that piece. And so for you guys, you're talking about your recycling or your reusing or your um, caring of the resources. And that was to educate the kids in a fun way, something that they're going to remember. Now, the purpose of children's theatre, I'm going to use that D word again. It's didactic. It's to teach them something. You've got this amazing captive audience. If you teach them something in a way that they're going to remember, it's going to be awesome. And that's why the lessons are very social, social conscience lessons, or lessons about keeping themselves safe or caring for their world. Now, we love the fact that there's heaps of wonderful theatre conventions for children's theatre. You know them all. You're talking about your use of song, your use of dance, your use of humour, your really colourful props and costumes, your over-the-top acting, all those wonderful roles that you have in children's theatre. Were you an audience identifier? Were you a moral challenger? Why do we do those things? Why do you have repetition? 
so the kids really understand the message you go over and over again. Why do you have suddenlies? So you make sure you don't lose your audience and they don't get distracted by the person next to them. You pull them back into your storyline again. How about the narrator? Why does the narrator talk to the kids? Why do you get the audience interaction? It's so the kids have skin in the game, so they feel that they're listened to, so they feel that they can make some kind of change to what's happening on stage. Children's theatre is amazing. Think about how involved those kids were and how they're going to remember that piece of theatre you did for them for a very long time. Technologies in children's theatre are so important. And you guys had some amazing technologies. You can think about all those beautiful, colourful lights and the fairy lights, or those crazy sound effects, or the music, or the use of the Benny Hill theme when you were doing the chase, or the magical twinkle sounds that you had. You can also think about those oversized props, those growing flowers that you were able to cut down, the oversized scissors. How about that scary spider? Those big storybooks that you opened. All of these were to catch the imagination and the interests of your audience to help teach their message. Now, your costumes are something else that you can talk about how they were colourful, how they were stylized, how that they helped support your character. You should be able to draw your costumes and your props too. And remember, when you draw them, make sure you annotate them. Now we're going to talk about the social and historical context of children's theatre. Why? Why was children's theatre invented? Why do we still have children's theatre? And remember, it's to allow the children to learn something in a very different way, but in a way that maybe will stick with them more than someone just talking to them in an audience. There is a separate podcast all about the historical and social context of children's theatre. Go search for it. Now, you always have to use evidence. So use evidence from your own children's theatre piece or the children's theatre piece of the friends in your class. So you can talk about any of them, but back it up with specific evidence because the examiner will have not seen your piece of theatre. So you need to make it really clear to them. So it's almost like they're there, so describe it. Remember the cake work you did in class. Make sure that it's really clear.